Hey guys, welcome to Save Continue Podcast, where every week we get together and talk about video games and video game related stuff. I'm Shanae Howard. With me is Tommy Shelby. Hello. And Ryan Robinson. Hi. Nice to be here. <laughs> sure. You know what's funny is like we're recording at a different time of day than we usually do. Yeah. So like you can see the fucking all of this shit sure. from like me and Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. There we go. Uh oh, you mean like the the glares from the sun yeah. behind y'all? Yeah. 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 It's um, funny. I tested that before we recorded because I take this seriously. I did uh, not. Yeah, I mean, why <laughs> I was you? playing video games. Yeah, which is what the show is about, by the way. So. I mean, that's true. That's. I mean, facts. I, I can't argue with that. But yeah, what have y'all been up to this past week? Uh, I've been playing mostly a bunch of first-person shooters, as has been the case for like the past month. Uh. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. So I won't mention any of those here. Uh, as far as other games, I've been playing the Near Replicant remake, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, like, it's interesting. So for those that don't know, Near Replicant was just near in the US when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the version of Near we got was Near Gestalt, which is like dad Near, old man leathery face Near. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And Replicant is the, is the smooth, young, nubile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was only in Japan, right? Japan had both versions. Uh, one exclusive to the PS3, one to the 360. So this is the first time that the U.S. has an actual release of Replicant. Um, Nier is such a weird game. Like, much like most of the Guard games, there's so much bad about it, you know? Like but, what? like, what's good is so good that you can excuse all that. Like, visually, yeah. it was already dated when it came out. Okay. Uh, the combat, not very good. A lot of fetch quests, you know, a lot, a lot of that kind co- of stuff. The cover art was pretty uh, uninspiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, the story's so good and the characters are so good that you just kind of, you know... You overlook it. <laughs> muscle through it, you yeah. know? But, uh, yeah, so it's it's greatly improved. It does not look like a uh, current-gen game, you know, still. But it looks better than it ever has. It controls better than it ever has. Mm-hmm. The combat's improved. It's not improved to the point of, like, Platinum Games doing Nier Automata. But it's a lot <laughs> better than it used to be, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, like, this is definitely the way to play it. Uh, my daughter's way farther in it than I am. Um, and then I've been playing some rhythm I, games. I just, imagine, I just imagine Bailey like looking at you and be like, "Dad, no, you need to go over here and see mad." <laughs> well, I already know what what happens in the game. This is she does not, you know. But mm-hmm. um, so I've been playing a lot of rhythm games too, uh, or a couple, I should say, Tap Sonic Bold, what which is, is a lot Sonic, of fun. Do you, do you feel like you're you and Sonic are in the rhythm? Yes, that's how I feel, Shanae. <sighs> <laughs> if you're listening to the audio version, <laughs> the look that Tom just gave was very funny. <laughs> what is Tap Sonic though? So Tap Sonic is a spin-off of the DJ Max Respect series. Okay, I'm not um Yeah, and it was a mobile thing, but Tap Sonic Bold is a PC game. 
and it's a it's a mania rhythm game. Mm. So, been playing that. that. Uh, mania rhythm is like vertical scrolling, right down to a line. Oh, like, uh, like Guitar Hero. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I so, I'm not good at rhythm games. I don't play a lot of them. I need I need baby examples for me and my <laughs> brain to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun. It, it's very hard. So I'm trying to practice with like ghost stepping and all that, but it's it's getting there. Um, and then I've been playing this game just today that I bought for like a couple bucks called what the fuck's it called? Muse Dash. Muse Dash. So, it's weird. It's like. It's a little horny, right? It's a little little lewd. Okay. <laughs> you, you got me. You hooked me. Uh, you off to it. Got it. It's like, so you, you pick one of three anime girls. Right. And the gameplay is very much like Taiko mm. in that it's horizontally scrolling and you've got two buttons. Right. right? Uh, but mm. unlike Taiko, you have things like hold notes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, it's got this addictive hook. Like, you're constantly leveling up and constantly unlocking more and more shit. I mean, I just looked, I just Googled it, and, like, I dig the aesthetic. I like the... Yeah, no, it's very, it's very well done, but, like, at the same time, it's a little horny, you yeah, know? Sure, sure. Yeah. They gotta keep you interested. Um, but, uh... What? Besides leveling up. Uh, so how is it horny? Like, are those two buttons, like, her boobs or something? Like, what? Yeah, you're tapping on her nips. No, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's, well, you uh, are her, so I just well, like, like, it's just a girl that's like... <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a Chinese game. Uh, it's heavily anime-inspired, and, like, it's... The the characters are, like, little chibi girls. I, I say girls because you don't know how old they are. Uh-oh. And the game makes reference to the fact that you don't know how old they are. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and in-game, it's not very horny, right? But, like, when you when you uh, clear a chart, it'll bring up, like, artwork of them, right? Like, moving artwork, and, like, Mm-mm. sometimes there's a little bit of titty bounce. Uh-oh. The skins you unlock can often be very revealing, things uh, like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh. But uh, super mm-hmm. fun game. I believe it's also on Switch. Yeah, I, I, and, I saw uh, that it's on uh, that it's on Switch and mobile and. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I personally think playing on PC is probably best just because you have a keyboard. Sure. <laughs> but uh, you know it's uh, and also you have like, better mon- you doing better two monitor. buttons with your thumbs. Yeah. Right. It's a lot harder than just doing this. You know. Yeah. With your fingers. So I'm doing this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it just depends, you know. <laughs> sure, I mean, I would even say like mobile is better, or if you're playing on Switch, play on the touchscreen instead of the controller. Yeah, uh, but it's a fun game, um, if not a little bit too easy. Sure, you know, I, I, today's my first day playing it. I'm playing on hard, and I'm s ranking most of the stuff. You know, yeah, um, there is a you difficulty want, you want above hard. Skins. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I want all the skins, honestly. I want to unlock everything. Yeah. But uh, there's a difficulty above hard, which I've not tried yet. But it seems like hard should be normal. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, that's it besides all these shooters. It sucks because, like, I got, uh, you know, I got near and Returnal, like, day one. And I've, like, barely touched them because I'm doing all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, Returnal, I haven't even touched once. Yeah. You know? Um, so 
Speaking of Returnal, I have been playing a lot of Returnal. Um, okay, so for those of you who aren't familiar, Returnal is a game by Housemark, makers of games like uh, Rezogun and uh, Next Machina. And the core conceit of this game is you... Stardust. Are... Stardust, yeah. Uh, I just say it because it's probably their most well-known. Yeah. Uh, the core conceit of this game is that you are a uh, an astronaut of sorts who... Uh, crash lands on this planet, on this alien planet, and you're basically trying to find your way off of it. And uh, there's all these hostile alien creatures there. Uh, so you have to fight, like, you have to fight them. And then every time you die, uh, it's, you're, like, tra- you're like trapped in a time loop. So every time you die, you come back with the knowledge of what happened previously. Um, so the game very much feels like... Um, it very much feels like uh, 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 Next Machina felt in the way that it's like it's very fast paced and like there's like and it it you know quickly gets to to the territory of like bullet hell and stuff like that. But it's it's a lot of fun. the The combat feels really good. Um, it does some stuff with the uh, with the um, adaptive triggers <clears throat> in that uh, <clears throat> so. For the left trigger, when you pull it in halfway, that aims down sights, and then when you pull it in all the way, um, that charges up your the special attack for whatever weapon you're holding. Um, and I thought that stuff was pretty neat, but um, it's hard. <laughs> that game is that game is very hard. Uh, so, like as far as like third person uh, bullet hell, right? Mm-hmm. Big quotes there. Uh, like the only game I can really think of that I've played like that is Near Automata. Yeah. So like, if you're good at that, will you have an easier time with this? <laughs> so I haven't played enough Near Automata to say. Yeah. But I do think that if you got, I do think that if you got pretty good at um, at Next Machina, like on the harder difficulty. Hmm. Then that that skill should translate over. I think the only thing that you really ha- like, the only thing that you really have to kind of account for is now it's in a three D space, so you have to account for like verticality. Right, um, and that's why I bring up near. Yeah, but um, it's um, I know that a lot of people like there's a lot of conversation about um, the na- like the the kind of the the length of the cycles as they're called. And um, and the absence of a like a, a mid run save feature, um, I don't really know. I don't really think that I, I don't know that I necessarily have an opinion on that. I do think that the the runs tend to be probably around like an hour and a half long for me anyway. Yeah. Like like my runs up to like from from respawn to death are usually around an hour and a half. Um, and you know, getting to like the boss of like the second biome, it and then like and then and then dying, is um it's kind of a lot because uh, you're because when you when you respawn you're you're restarting in like the first area, and then well that's you, the genre though you yeah know? yeah and then so you're running all the way you're fighting your way through the second area, because once you once you clear an area you can kind of just crit path it through that yeah. area to go to the next one. But um, if you haven't cleared, if you haven't beaten the boss of a of an area yet, you kind of have to fight your way through back to the boss again. Um, I personally have been enjoying it just because I like 
you know, I like the game. I like the way it feels and I like I like the I like finding like different weapons and or finding like power ups and stuff and seeing like what I end up with. Um, so that stuff's been fun for me, but, um, I know people have been, people have been, you know, less than hot about that aspect of the game. I felt bad for a friend of mine because, um, he put the, to kind of get around that he put the he put his PlayStation in rest mode while he Mm -hmm. went, while he went to work. And then he came back and the game had updated. So it kicked him out of the game. (laughs) (laughs) So I felt a little bad for him about that. But, But, you uh, know, like, like I, I get that some people have complained about it, but at the same time, like nobody was talking about this game before reviews started coming out. Sure. And now everybody's talking about it. So like, I'm glad, I'm glad it's, it's doing well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I got a little bit, um, I was, I remember, uh, prior to release, I was feeling a little bit annoyed because, like, a lot of the conversation about the game was less about um, what we had seen of the game as far as gameplay was concerned and more about the price point of the game. Yeah. And people just kind of just be like, well, I don't think this is this is worth $70. Well, then just, like, don't buy it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Um you know, you just spent six hundred dollars on a new console. Yeah. But, you know, seventy bucks is too much. So. Yeah. Well, it's just like, and and my and I guess for me, I was like, well, what other PlayStation Five games are you playing right now? So. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I think overall, it's a very it's a very good game. The story is actually uh, the story is actually more compelling than I than I anticipated that it would be, um, and like the whole the creepiness of 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 her of her of Celine is her name of finding like audio logs next to her dead her own dead body and like yeah. listening to those audio logs like that whole that like that creepiness kind of never wears off but you can I like that it reminds me of the swapper a lot yeah know? and you can like and as you're listening to these audio logs you can kind of you there's a progression there and you can kind of tell like she's getting more and more used to like running through that cycle again yeah, and, and like, and she talks, and like, as it goes on, she starts talking about her, like, her death and waking up in like a more clinical way and like a more like mechanical way because she's like, because that, because that first desensitized, yeah, because she's desensitized to it. Like at first, she was like, "What is going on? I, I died. I thought, and then I came back, and now she's like, okay, so now I know what I need to do. This time, I'm good. I'm like, man." But it's That's a, interesting. I, I want to know who wrote it because, yeah. like, this is the first game Housemark has had with a writer. Yeah, I actually you know? I did look it up, but I, I don't remember who it was. But uh, it's a it's a really interesting game, and I've been I've been really liking it. Um, also, I have been playing. Uh, so uh, my wife Kaylee has been she after I, I showed her Borderlands Three, I got her. I introduced her to Borderlands through Borderlands Three, and now. After playing Borderlands 3, like she's really into Borderlands, yeah. so um, she loves Pandora. Yeah, she look. I heart Pandora T-shirts are on the way. Okay, sure. Uh, but so she's so she's kind of been trying to get more stuff, like more uh, into like I mean, the world and the lore and stuff. How uh, often does she play Cage the Elephant? <laughs> <laughs> so that fucking terrible song. So like. <laughs> It's funny because like the first time, (laughs) so she booted that she booted that game up right, and like she and And you started bobbing your head. (laughs) Well, she like she put on the song. She's like she was like who like who is this? (laughs) 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 
but um did yeah you, did you tell her no did you tell her nobody find out. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a group of nobodies don't worry about it but it's, um it's made only for this game you can't <laughs> find it anywhere else uh but you know um i you know i was watching her play a little bit and um i was like i'll play i'll play some borderlands with you and it was interesting to go back to that to like play that game again after i think the last time i played that game was maybe oh nine so playing it again for the first time was like in like over a decade was really something, especially like after playing Borderlands three and seeing, you know, the uh, the difference in like, you know, uh, like interfaces and stuff like that. But it's you know, it's uh, it's been a nice time like watching like watching her like uh, get more of the story and find out more about these characters and everything. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get much from the first one, but okay. Yeah. You know what's funny about that is, like, I've played through Borderlands 1, 2, a good portion of the pre-sequel. I could not tell you what's happening well, see, in those that's, games. And that's, and that's what I was, tell, I was telling uh, her. I was like, because um, I, I, I told her from the onset that I was so, like, I don't know how much story you're going to get from Borderlands 1, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but, like... And yeah, the, like, you're just going to get that there's treasure hunters. Yeah. And... There's a vault because like untold because she wanted uh, to get she wanted to get more background about these characters and I was like they're not they're person they they don't really actually have a personality until the next game because uh, they become NPCs yeah. and so then they get to then they have more they have dialogue written for them that really kind of illustrates like who they are but um. But I was like, I, I mean, couldn't, I couldn't tell you what the first, the story of the first game is, and she's like, I know what the story is, and then she starts telling me, uh, and I was like, okay, well, you got more out of it than I did, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, she's yeah. on those Borderlands fan sites. Yeah, she's. Uh, there's a fanfic in zero sure. fiction, fan fiction. Yeah, Randy's in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doing his magic tricks, but uh, yeah, and then um, I did. I did actually. Um, I'm really excited because I actually finally got around to buying uh, the next the uh, buying Yakuza Three, just because it was on sale for like ten dollars, and I know I can get the whole thing for like thirty bucks. But I saw it for ten dollars. I want to play it, so I'm because ex- I. It's been a while since I finished Yakuza Two, so I'm I'm looking forward to actually. I was like, getting into that. I was like, have you have you played all the Yakuza games? So I've played zero through two at this point. So all right, and there's and there's and there's five of them, right? There, there is seven. Six, technically seven. Um, yeah. Technically eight. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, technically nine, actually. Yeah. But well, I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, uh, the, but there are seven numbered games. Yeah. So. Well, wait. There are six numbered there, games. Because zero, cause, no, because zero, six one, oh, yeah. and zero. Yeah, six and zero. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. And then the new one. Like a dragon, like a dragon, and yeah. judgment is part of that universe yeah. as well. So, like a dragon, yeah. But, Cisco, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm. I've been playing. I just want to know more about because I, I really like that character. He's like definitely one of my favorite video game characters. You, so. you just want to know how to start your own yakuza. I, I know. No, I know how to do that. So, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to playing it, and eventually I'll work my way through that entire series. But um, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I've only really been doing a lot of video game playing. I've uh, been adjusting to my new work schedule, and then I also got one of the houses I put in a bid for. Like the offer got accepted, and during the inspection, um, the house was hot garbage. So I had to like. 
Well, I bet you're glad you paid for that inspection at least. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, we thought the inspection was going to be like 900 because we also got the termite stuff done. But apparently the foundation was different than what we thought it was. So it was only like 400. Yeah, that's good. So dope on that. And then... um, and then besides the $100 escrow, like, I mean, I'm getting the other money I put down back. But, um, no, I'm really glad about that. But, yeah, no, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, like, obviously, we, um, so it rained, for those who don't know, it rained recently a lot in San Antonio. And so apparently the drainage the pipes twisters actually came go, through. Yeah. Yeah, apparently the drainage pipes for that house actually go uphill. So it was, like, pooled all around, like, one side of the house that had gotten an extension recently so it had leaked underneath and they had put uh wood laminate all in the flooring and it pulled up all of the wood laminate like it was like bubbled up on like the entire like an entire like hallway not to and there's also like whoever like re- redid the roof um when they were like doing it they like ran out of nails and didn't notice for an entire portion of the roof the, well they noticed they didn't think you would notice yeah um, <laughs> you know, Shanae, you should play that house flipper game to get you ready for home ownership. So I was going to, I was like, so I, I, um, I see all these cute houses that are staged, obviously, like when I go and look at them. So I have been, uh, so I actually downloaded some mobile games for like house decoration <laughs> to try and get like my brain used to like looking at it. So, um, so like if I see one that's that. not like already perfectly like painted and organized, I can like get a better idea and it's actually been really nice i mean i really enjoyed that aspect of sims and that's what i did the most in sims is like build the houses yeah but um hey animal crossing happy home designer yeah Uh, that's all that game is tom tom made a sim that accidentally burned himself alive with his barbecue grill he didn't (laughs) die the house burned down sure he didn't die sure that's true (laughs) i really wish we were recording that that was so funny Because, like, I think one of the personality traits you gave him was that he was a coward. And so he just... So, here's the thing. When I... Everybody makes their sims and, like, oh, this guy's going to be artsy and real business-minded and physically fit. I'm like, no, fuck that. That's not fun. So I make all my sims with lots of problems. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like like being a coward. Yeah, true life. Yeah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, and then yesterday I got my last dose of the Moderna vaccine, so I am a little bit, like, out of it today. But, um, yeah, worth it. Worth it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely worth it. Sure. I mean, look, you're, you're, uh, you're hashtag stopping the spread. You're going to flatten the curve. So. Oh, but I will say, like, I, so I, tra- so I had to work yesterday and I made it through like five hours of my eight hour shift and and then I had to leave. Oh I if anybody's getting getting in and does not already plan to take that day off and like the next day off, do it. Cause uh it's not a fun ride. I mean it's not as bad as like getting actual COVID, obviously. You know what's funny though is like the nurse when I got mine, I got Pfizer and the nurse told me the same thing, like second shot, you might feel bad, right? But like my whole family got Pfizer and none of us felt sick. Yeah. That's you got them good genes. On the second man. shot? Yeah. You got them good genes. Oh, that's that's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. I got Yeah, I'm getting like uncommon symptoms. Well, yeah. But supposedly, supposedly. Uh, I don't know about Pfizer, but, I, but at least I know it's like 
Moderna, because I was reading about, about that, is that, like, if you've had COVID before, you'll have more of a reaction to the first shot. And if you haven't had COVID before, then you'll have a more reaction to the second shot. Uh, I tried to convince my brother-in-law that the efficacy of the Pfizer virus was higher if you got it in your penis. <laughs> Did he buy it? No. The Pfizer virus <laughs> or the Pfizer vaccine? Yeah, the Pfizer vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's where they put it. It's F- it's only FDA approved yeah. if it goes in your urethra. Yeah. So, but, um, so I haven't touched Persona 5 Royal, but I need to because I really want to finish it. But I'm already like trying to figure out what I'm going to get next. Oh man, like, four goldens on sale on Steam right now. I've been thinking about picking that one. Up. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get another Persona game like right off the bat. But I've been thinking about getting Pokemon Snap. Snurp. Snurp. Um. But also, it's really funny that you mentioned Sims. Hear that I've also snap? been like, I've also been side eyeing the Sims games. Yeah. Yeah. So, on Steam, you can get three or four, right? Uh. Three is the superior game. Three is like the best Sims game, but like it's kind of a bitch to get running well on modern systems. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Shanae, you should just get the you should get the you should get number four, and you should make me in the game, and that... make you a coward. The best thing about four though is multitasking. Sure. So that's fucking awesome. What is multitasking? Uh... In the context like, of the you know, Sims. So, like, you can exercise while also watching TV. Oh, neat. Or you can take a piss while also being on your phone. Like, things cool. like that. I do oh. those things. Yeah. Well, I do that. That is the, yeah. be- that is the only improvement human. to the Sims. You know, like, Sims 4, that's the only thing they improved. Everything sure. else is worse about it, but, mm. you know. Well, uh, I'll see which one is better for... Because the main reason I want to get the Sims is because I've been playing these mobile games, and, of course, they're, like... The free ones are all shit, and I don't only want to spend a lot of money on the other ones. Play the so free I mobile think... Sims game. Oh yeah, play that one. <laughs> That's so a good compromise. That one doesn't. <laughs> that one doesn't. So I really want to get the Sims so I can decorate houses and build houses and stuff. Fuck yeah, dude. That's all I want. That's all I want. Hey, is if that's it. what you want out of the Sims, then four is fine. You know. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to decorate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. You can make that house as big as you, you want, man. Do, do, do they still have the, the rosebud cheat where I can just get all the money so I can do whatever the fuck I want? I know Motherload is still there. Yeah. I don't know about Rosebud specifically, but Motherload is still there. Yeah. I think Rosebud might have been StarCraft. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it was still Sims. I don't know. I don't cheat at my, my video brain. games, so I don't know. Um, well, I'm, I suck at them, so... Yeah, I'm sorry, Ryan. Yeah. So I thought look, this was America. Yeah. I'm a Look, I am a purist... <laughs> Um, I like my video games undiluted, um, or no, and I want the the experiences to be organic. Sure, you want the shot in your penis. Yeah, I want the shot in my penis. <laughs> For the most efficacy, yeah. obviously. Because I don't want to get um, the virus, man. So I got to put it right up in yeah. there. But I will. Uh, I'm going to grab something real fast. Okay. Um, while I do that, if you want to start talking about the topic, Tommy. Okay, Tommy. First person shooters. Yeah, so I've been playing a lot of first-person shooters over the past few months. Recently, so for those that don't know, I don't think I ever mentioned it on the show. For about a year, I was without a PC. Yeah. Which is why you didn't see me posting much shit, why you didn't see me streaming or anything like that. And now I have a PC. Yeah. Uh, So a few months ago, I got a new one. 
and it's badass. And, uh, tell them, tell them it's badass, Tom. Yeah, it's badass, and I like I prefer first-person shooter on keyboard and mouse. So I've been playing a lot of FPS lately. Um, like to the point where I'm like thinking about either doing a separate show for this channel specifically geared toward it, uh-huh. or starting a whole new channel geared towards it. Hell yeah, man. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I've been playing all these games, both old and new. Yeah. And I really think that, like, right now is the best time for FPS. More so than the 90s, like, now, you know. Uh, and I just kind of wanted to talk about, like, some of the games I've been playing, what you guys have been playing. I know Sinead's been playing some Halo here and there. Uh, Ryan, I know you've been playing some Borderlands, you know, uh, your apex and all that yeah so i real quick i actually i am curious why is now the best time for first person shooters okay so you know we came up in the 90s right like we came up with first person shooters we saw them grow right right you and i are old enough to have played games like catacombs and like wolfenstein and stuff like that uh so we got to watch them evolve and as they evolved some really great things happened right uh, we had Quake, which is like one of the earliest examples of a 3D game. Yeah, that game's badass. Um, we had, mm-hmm. but like, you know, around the same time, we get things like GoldenEye, mm-hmm. uh, which makes the missions a bit more linear and more mission based as opposed to just get to the exit, right? right? Uh, we see things like Half Life, which add story within first person, but again, very linear. Uh, then you get to things like Halo a bit later, you get to things like Modern Warfare a bit later, and we get farther and farther away from what FPS used to be, right. which is not a bad thing, but I like as much as I love several of those games I just named, I also kind of blame them for us getting into just the year after year of the same games being released. Right. Um, if that makes sense. Sure. And that's not to say that Call of Duty or Battlefield are bad games. I've had a lot of fun with Call of Duty in the past. Uh, but those games took precedent, precedent over yeah. the others, right? We saw Raven die and be consumed by Activision, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they R. just R. make Call of Duty maps now, yeah. you know? Uh, so it's, it's interesting now. I, th- I really think the two games that... Uh, kind of started this whole thing was Wolfenstein, the New Order, and 2016 Doom. Right. Uh, in that, like, we're starting to see more games like that come out from smaller developers um, and smaller publishers, right? 3D Realms, while they were a big name before, they're not really exactly a big name now, right? Yeah. But between Night Dive and New Blood and 3D Realms, we're seeing a lot of these shooters published. So now it's like you can have your cake and eat it too, right? You can play your looter shooters or your call of duties, but you also got all of these awesome old school inspired shooters. And with night dive specifically, you've got a way to play a lot of these old shooters on modern hardware. Like, like, uh, like Turok and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Turok where like, I've been playing blood recently and like, uh, if you weren't playing it off of fresh supply, then you'd be playing it through DOS box, uh, which really limits what you can do with that game. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. And I think like, what do you think the genre um, is so varied now, right? There are so many games in first person shooting now that are so very different. Um, you know, I've been playing maximum action, which is like, it's like, uh, you're, you're filming a scene in a movie, right? You pop in a VHS tape to play like these different scenarios. <laughs> cool. 
and you've got like bullet time and you're like diving through the air and it's very much inspired by like old kung fu action movies um but there's references to like the matrix in there and shit like that right and it's just short spurts these little movie scenes and then you can watch it all when you're done playing it and you've got like this really shitty low polygon character uh flying around through the air it's 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 hilarious yeah um I played Bullets Per Minute, which is like Crypt of the Necrodancer in Doom. You know, it's like a rhythm-based first-person shooter. Wait, wait, what was it called again? Uh, Bullets Per I'm Minute? I'm sorry? Bullets Per Minute. Yeah, Bullets Per Minute. Because uh-huh. okay. I feel like I, yeah. I I saw one recently. I don't know if this is the same game because I don't remember the name, but it was like a... Um... It was a it was a rhythm-based uh, first-person shooter, but like it had demons and stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Is that the same game? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um What's... What does it mean by like bullets per minute per se? Like, well, like BPM why... is like beats per minute, you know. But it's mm. just, it's just a clever name. But you've got okay. you've got this thing closing in on your crosshair that's like identical to Crypt of the Necrodancer. And I didn't play that. So like, you want to shoot no on that. beat, and you want to reload on beat, and jump yeah, on beat, shoot. and it's 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 cool, you know. Um, that is cool. Like I, as far as like first-person shooters, I really just had the experience for it of like most of it is just Halo or Battlefield. Sure. Um, there are a couple other ones like thrown in there, and of course like Borderlands. I played some of that, but like yeah, I don't really know what you mean by like the difference between like. I mean, I've played Quake, but I don't know what you mean by like the difference between Quake and like battlefield like what's the real big difference as far as the like, gameplay that you think is like that battlefield's like missing from quake uh it's non-linear level design whereas modern shooters have very linear level design it's uh mechanics right being able to bunny hop being able to strafe jump being able to backflip things like that mm. and you know. like a lot of those older shooters didn't have things like um reloading yes things like that so yeah um uh it's also like a combination of things right like hit scan enemies versus actual projectile enemies yeah uh you know it's it's there's a lot of differences what do you mean by that hit scan versus so for those that don't know projectiles in video games not just first person shooters but 3d video games in general uh and actually that's wrong 2d games as well uh, projectiles in games work in two ways. Hit scan, where if they see you, right, if if the crosshair is on the target and the f- the shot is fired, it's going to hit, right? It's instant, it's going to hit. Whereas a projectile-based, the projectile actually goes through the air. Like, um, like think the fireballs in Doom. Right. Yeah. Yeah, fireballs in Doom, right? The imps in Doom are a projectile enemy. Yeah. Whereas the the uh, little zombie pistol shooter guys, yeah, are a hit scan enemy. Right. You know. Uh. So yeah, like there's just very different things, you know, very different things, and even uh, in those old shooters, different genres that don't really seem to exist. Uh, you know, we talk about games like Doom or or Quake, which are basically just key hunts. Uh, but games like the original Unreal yeah. or Hexen uh, or Turok even, where it is more like you've got this big fucking area and you have to explore every fucking nook and cranny to progress, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there was even stuff like in Turok and Hexen where like it like there like exploration was integral to progress, but like also 
it got you secrets that didn't necessarily weren't necessarily required to proceed right. but like they gave you power-ups and stuff like that yeah. um like and even like within um even like back then within those shooters right like i think that different shooters did have like mechanics that you know i wasn't necessarily used to like for hexen hexen for example um was like the idea of like an ob- it was like an objectively linear progression where as far as like equipment and weapons were concerned because i feel yeah. like a lot of with like doom for me personally what weapon i was using was really just preference for the most part whereas mm-hmm. like uh with like the in Hexen, like you start as the as like let's say you pick the warrior and like first he's got his like all he has is his fists and then you come and then later you've got the objectively better sword and stuff like that and then it just kind of goes like in a very linear fashion like that but what the way that like the game just opens up because eventually like Hexen like has these like for the time like these huge Big. like open areas um and like I, because I think I was like ten or eleven when I first played Hexen, and I was just like I didn't know <laughs> first person, I didn't know maps could be this big, but um, and he- Hexen was know. a bitch. I didn't even you know? know. Yeah, like Heretic was just basically Doom again. Yeah, but like Hexen was fucking hard. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I just think I think the genre is in the best place it's ever been because even if you do, even if you just want to play Call of Duty, like that still exists. You're still getting that every year. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I think there was a, there was a, probably a time when like it was easy to think that like what these kind of shooters that we're talking about just weren't coming back. Exactly. Well, that and like new shooters, new types of shooters coming around, right? Like yeah. like we talked about with bullets per minute. Uh, even like I've been playing Nightmare Reaper. Have you guys played Nightmare Reaper? Never heard of it. Never heard it's of it. Fucking crazy. So like it's a it's a roguelike, but like you're this lady. In a asylum, you don't really know why you're there, uh, but you you know like you've got the whole fucking gown and everything. Yeah. But when you go to sleep, you have these fucking nightmares. That's a first person shooter, and it's fucking insane. It's so cool. Uh, you know, like the, I can't think of an old roguelike FPS. I'm sure some probably exist, yeah. right? But like, not that I know of. Uh, Post Void, which like Post Void. For one, is fucking insane. For two, it's like super cheap. So I bought like ten copies of it and sent it out to friends. Um, like, it's again a roguelike first-person shooter, but it's like, it's like '90s MTV and like Ralph Steadman got into a fight and here's your game and like hallways like go up and down and like still text like textures are constantly moving. So even when you're not moving, yeah. shit's moving. And like you you're it's the same like surf rock song the entire time. <laughs> and like much like with Devil Daggers like you feel gross. Yeah, Devil like, Daggers you... made me feel bad when I played it. <laughs> yeah, and post void you will feel physically sick playing it. Yeah. Why? But you will get past that. You will transcend. <laughs> and then it's why, fucking why do you awesome. feel sick playing it? Just visually, the fact that things that should not be moving are moving. Yeah. Uh, how fast the game is, like yeah. y- the colors of the game, the art style of the game, like you will feel gross playing it. Yeah. But I, I remember the first time I, because uh, I, I had heard of Devil Daggers before I, uh, before Tom showed it to me, 
but like I actually I remember actually like sitting down at his computer and playing it and like immediately I was like I don't I don't know that I like, I don't know that I like how this looks and then like watching it move and like the sounds of the yeah game, yeah just, yeah like, Ugh. that is not a pleasant um, experience I will never play Devil Daggers again but but like other things right like I've been playing Terminator Resistance so like Terminator Res- Resistance came out yeah. with like zero advertising and reviewers tore it apart yeah like this game got terrible reviews uh from from games outlets right user reviews or or ps3 right no this is ps4 and a recent port like an upcoming port for ps5 Hmm. um but like user reviews were fantastic and so i buy the game and i'm playing it i'm like yeah, it's just your average FPS game. Yeah. But if you love Terminator, it's Which I do. fucking awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awesome. Find a dog and you can name it Wolfie or Max. Like little nice. things like that, right? <laughs> like uh, I love it. Like, uh, what's his name? Robert Patrick? Yeah. Is that his name? The T-1000. T-1000? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, the, there's a model. I don't want to spoil it, but like he's basically there, and like oh it's it's God. so good. I need this game. You know, going like walking around the city at at, at night with like the spotlights from the hunter killers. Yeah, like, looks so so the whole game is in so good. The whole game takes place in the future. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's so it's so cool, man. I'm like, there's just so much. There's so much good stuff. Yeah. So like, and like, it's funny because I think that like with as shooters have been going on. Um, it's like, cause I think that at a, at a certain point when it comes to like tech progression in the, in the, I think we lost Shanae for a second, but, uh, when it comes to like progression, as far as the tech gets better and everything, like we've kind of seen like, well, the natural progression of these things is that the games will just keep looking better and then you'll be able to theoretically do more things in the game. Right. But I, but also watching these games kind of move laterally in a way. When I think of like, uh, I think of um, uh, Super Hot, and yeah. like I think about like, well, this that's is, another great example, man. Yeah, yeah, there's like you think about like, well, even in the age of like, you know, Call of Duty and Battlefield and like all these like super like technically advanced games, it kind of like we boil it down to like the very basic premise of a first person shooter, but also put the spin on it. Uh, well, it's a first person shooter, but it's also a puzzle game and like the way that you like, and like the way that you engage with, uh, with this game is unlike any other first person shooter I've ever played. Uh, because it's, 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 it's taking like, yes, your ability to aim does count for something. Right. But your ability to also like stop for a second and think and figure it, like figure out your next move, which is not something you're typically doing in first person shooters. Yeah, um, and even Dusk, right? Like Dusk plays it very safe when it comes to like old school game design. Yeah, but like you know how Doom and Quake have like the crazy power ups. Like yeah. there's basically a super hot power up in Dusk. Yeah, you know, for, so like just for that duration, super hot. It's that you know, super uh, hot. Have you guys seen like uh, Ultra Kill? Ultra Kill. Shit, that sounds familiar. Let me let me look it up real quick. It's another FPS. Uh, they they internally the studio calls it Devil May Quake because it's a first person <laughs> shooter with a fucking Devil May Cry scoring system. You yeah. know? Oh, I've seen like, this. Yeah, yeah. This, game, this game looks cool. I, I like that though. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. For the description. 
Yeah. Uh, well, that's um, that's cool. I love like one of the one of the things that I love in shooters of all kinds. Be it like this is something that I like. I was really excited about. And in Doom 2016 is when like I finished the game and they're like, hey, here's a score attack mode for you. I was like, oh, hell yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love stuff sure. like that. Um, but like even the old stuff, like right? Like even the ancient stuff, uh, like Night Dive Studios is doing God's work here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's, so they make this engine. It's called the Kex engine. And they're just putting out all these games. They put out both Turok, well, the first two Turok games, right? Yeah. Uh, they put out Blood, which had problems at launch, but is fucking awesome now. And like, Blood wasn't a 2D engine. That was that was the fucking uh, the Duke Nukem engine. Yeah. What was it called? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, the build engine, right? But like now, technically, that game's 3D. Still looks like the build engine. Yeah, you know. <laughs> because like, like the funny thing, like what I love about this stuff, right, is that I remember reading about. I I remember seeing Blood in Game Pro magazine when I was yeah. like, and it was like I think I think in the fifth fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't have a computer that'll let me play games, so I just have to like read about these games that I'll never get to play. Right. And like the preservation or- involved with like studios who do stuff like this is like so important and like now yeah. like now that i'm an adult like that has his own computer i could go play all these fucking games that i never got to play as a kid and that's awesome yeah but like sin has a recent version right yeah uh, strife has a recent version yeah like i don't know both system shot games like these are games that like yeah you could get them running five years ago but you had to jump through a lot of hoops and when you got them running, they weren't running. They weren't looking yeah. their best, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just it's it's so cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I've been because you like I've been I've been playing a lot of a lot more first person shooters as of late than I had been in more recent years. Um, um, and I think it's just like it's a combination of different things because like. I don't know, something flipped on in my brain one day where I was like, I like competitive gaming all of a sudden. And so like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like... It's because you, you got into the into the fighting games. So and now you're like... It's, and yeah, and it's, so, it's, it's funny though, right? Because like at, there was a time where... Like even when I uh, had bought like, like the older Call of Duty or Battlefield games, um, like before I, I would always do the campaign first. So I learned how to play the game. And then, like, mm-hmm. I would sit there at the multiplayer screen, like, for, like, maybe a half hour before I was like, okay, let's go into the lobby now. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, now it's just, like, I like you mentioned before, like, I'm, I, I play, I've played a good amount of Apex this year. And, like, and I think back to the first time I played PUBG, which was with you at your house, mm-hmm. Tom, and, like... That like I just, the only reason I played it was because Berto bought it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember like at the time I was like, "This is anxiety, the video game," and I hate yeah. it. This is you, like, are, yeah. you you stressed about it so much. I had a great time with PUBG, but also I'm not competitive. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like PUBG is a lot easier. Well, Battle Royale games in general are a lot easier for me, not like because like. I've been playing. I mean, I played Halo online a couple times recently, and. I like half the time I 
put into a lobby with people who've been playing Halo for years and have never put it down. Yeah. So I just like I literally spawn yeah. and die over and over and over again where I can't even move. Right. And yeah. it's just like people that know the spots in the maps where they can see where the team normally spawns and they like coordinate to those. And it's just like, all right, this isn't fun. Like, I yeah. don't enjoy this. Yeah. Like, I don't see, but that's the thing, though, this. right? Like, that's a, a that to me is like another win in a lot of these old school games uh, versus some of the newer stuff. Is like, I loved Modern Warfare Three. I played the fuck out of that multiplayer. Right? Not a lot of people play in Modern Warfare Three anymore. Sure. Yeah. You know, like I can I can still find pretty easily find matches in Quake Three. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that game's how old? You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, do we think people are going to be playing fucking Warzone in 20 years? Probably not. No, you but know, 20 years later, they're uh, still playing Quake 3. So, I mean, yeah, I have, I have no issues finding people, and it's not even like the same people either. You, well, sure, sure. But like, I mean, those those games, one, those games aren't exactly new. Uh, you know, two, like the repackaging of the Master Chief collection makes Definitely it easier helps. to go back to those games, right? 100%. But, um, but like I don't know that's I don't know that's one thing I find like really frustrating with like first person shooters for me and like getting into them in any sort of like multi um multiplayer or online capacity is just that like people have been playing it or they have like they've been playing other first person shooters for a hot ass minute yeah. Yeah. and either they're either like I'm like are right, either they're kind to me and they're like, yeah, she's not going to hit anything. Like, we, we've noticed that she hasn't killed a single person. Like, just let her run around. And, or, like, they just, just in, instant death all, all the time. And that's just not fun. Yeah, but, like, I also think, like, that's a, that's some, like, that's a way that FPS has evolved to be better than it used to be. While I love games like Quake Arena or Unreal Tournament, like, those games were kill right like that, regardless of what mode you were playing that's basically the objective uh whereas with tf2 and then now games like overwatch you know players like my daughter who doesn't have exactly the best aim was still able to get really in to overwatch and excel yes. at it in, in different classes yeah you know overwatch and yeah. I, i've definitely had more fun with team fortress yeah, yeah. like same same so I uh, then I have like other ones as so, well too. So, yeah, and I think that like it's it's a really big thing, especially with like that's kind of something that like I thought about with Overwatch too, is that like there are there most of the important a lot of the important ways to contribute to your team success in that don't necessarily directly involve like killing other right. players or being good at like shooting, um, and that's really cool, and especially like when the game. Uh, at least when I last played, the game focused on the stuff that like you like you that you accomplish as opposed to like showing everybody how many times you died. Like it, yeah. it shows you it shows everybody how many kills you got or how much time you spent on the objective and things like that. Um, but you know, I think also, uh, I think also one of the thing one of the major things about um, playing first person shooters, especially in a multiplayer environment is just for me it's always like getting over the um that it was, it was always getting over that initial anxiety of that first that first exchange uh yeah whereas but in like games like PUBG, like that that period that waiting period is like can be potentially very drawn out 
unless you like sure <laughs> <laughs> and sure whereas with like with games like it's funny because like i could have swore there was a time where you were pretty heavy into competitive battlefield uh so yeah i i mean like like in the early in the early 2010s like i was kind of like really like into that and yeah like and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was specifically about that game, but I played it a lot. For me, it was the vehicles. I, yeah. I like playing Battlefield 1912. Mm. I like. I I love playing Battlefield on PC. I mean, <clears throat> and I definitely played more. I mean, it's probably the as far as like shoot like first person shooters goes. Probably one I've played online the most mm-hmm. uh, is the Battlefield series. And I don't know. It, for me, it was the vehicles. I don't know. I like in the, in the maps. I felt like they're a lot more interesting than the Call of Duty ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Call of Duty—it's a different thing, right? Like the games get compared, but they're so different. Yeah. It is well. It's what's weird. What's what's interesting though is like over time how how much Battlefield kind of tried to. Well, it looked like they were kind of with a lot of the sensibilities in, of Battlefield. They were kind of getting closer to what call of duty was at a specific, at a certain time. Yeah. Uh, but also kind of maintaining those key differences. Like from what I've seen of call of duty, like a lot of, um, a lot of the, a lot of the modes in some way are centered around, uh, well, not a lot. I don't know. The two modes that I've seen are the team death match and the kill confirmed, which is the, the two that I always see people playing. Yeah. Whereas, uh, Battlefield seems to focus more on like objective based stuff. Yeah. But I mean I mean even just like the feel of the games are quite yeah. different. The yeah. way that levels are designed is quite different, you know. Yeah. Well, like I just I felt like with Battlefield it was definitely like a terrain that I am fighting on. Meanwhile, like with Call of Duty, I've always felt like it's a box that I'm in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Call of Duty is much smaller. You're much closer together. Yeah. Um which you know, honestly, it's not Counter-Strike, but yeah. it's but also, it's uh <laughs> But also, maybe this is just the, the Call of Duty that I've played, but I feel like almost every Call of Duty map for, like, the... After... Well, the one that came on 360, so Modern Warfare 2 to, like, Black Ops 2 that I played, like, dabbled in here and there. Like, I just felt like there were always, like, a square. Like, just a square. <laughs> like, there, was no, there was no other, like, option. You're, you're not far off. <laughs> I mean, it is oftentimes that, you know? Yeah. Like, like I don't not literally, but yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just like, and okay. I like that, right? Because, like, I grew up with stuff like Quake Arena, right? Or uh, uh, Unreal Tournament. And, like, the, none of those maps were huge, yeah. you know? They were all pretty close. Uh but, but you like, know, but, it, but I never played them long enough to like memorize like where right. the high points were, where you can see what from where, and like other people had. So anytime I played them online, I was like, all right, well, I guess because I don't spend all my time, I'm just not going to enjoy this. Cool. <laughs> cool. Um, you sound like, like you, now. It. You sound like a real fighting game player. Yeah. Now you're getting it. There's there's that there's that salt we've been looking for. Yeah. Um, I just like. I guess I, since I, I don't live in the game, since <laughs> I have a life, well, like it's, I, just, it's, it's 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 just it's really discouraging for new players in my No, game. it is. It, it is. Yeah. And it's like, and it's one of those things. Like, um, I feel like it's just one of those gatekeeping things yes. where, like, and that made me not enjoy those games and those series. Uh, besides the fact that I had to, like, you know, working at GameStop, I had to do midnight launches and see all their stupid fucking faces. 
but like <laughs> uh, and I do think I that's the case with most competitive games right like shooter or not most fighting games are pretty toxic not all of them but fuck especially rhythm games have been playing a lot of rhythm games lately rhythm game community is fucking disgusting you know like they really are <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I, think, I think they're disgusting for a different reason rather than fighting game and shooting sure. games I somebody who's gone to a lot of conventions and yeah. seeing the people who play the rhythm games Ugh. <laughs> but you know, like I think uh, that's just part like, of it. Like I can name I, good I, online I, communities and games and competitive games on one hand, you know. Yeah. But like, I've gone to because Berto used to do NBC three competitively. So I've gone like granted it's all around like San Antonio. So like there are people like, you know, that live in your city and not just like online random faces. But I will say that I think as far as like competitive playing games, Street Fighter has been one of the nicest communities to me. Like where I'm like, yeah. hey, yeah. I, I don't know these games, and I. But that's in person, it. you know. Sure. Like everyone's nicer in person. Than yeah. I, let me tell. Let me tell you something. Not, not everyone. Let me tell you something. I have gotten a good. I've gotten more than a, my fair share of angry voice messages on Street Fighter <laughs> and Mortal Kombat, and it's and it varies very much. Like, guess I don't live in the game. I was like, well, maybe if you did, you would have beat me. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Shanae? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know what? The one time Shan- the one time Shanae and I ever played a fighting game, she beat me. Yeah. So. Uh, and then you said that to her. Yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah. the first time she played the game, she beat me, and I was like, "Guess I don't." If I lived in the game. <laughs> no, I think you talk shit about me button mashing, but I was like, I just used a tech, and I was trying to figure out how to do things. I mean, but it worked though, so. I mean, it did. I, mean, I think we played again and I didn't win. But um, I don't know. I mean, I've met, like, I've gone, I have met quite a few people, like, first-person shooters competitively and gone to, like, little matches and stuff like that around town, too. But I'm just going to say, in person, out of the competitive communities and competitive tournaments I've gone to, I will say Street Fighter has been the nicest. Yeah. Anecdotally. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't I don't deny that, you know, but... Uh... I just think in general, like it's not a first-person shooter problem; it's an online games problem. You know, <laughs> it's an it's an internet as a whole problem. Yeah, but, uh, but uh... so I I was thinking about, I was actually thinking about like, especially like after all the time I spent playing Borderlands uh, three. Um, yeah, talk to me about Borderlands three because okay. I asked you the other day, what's your favorite FPS? And you couldn't pick one. The guy said, "Not Doom." Right? Yeah. I said, "What's your favorite FPS besides Doom?" Yeah. And uh, you couldn't two. you couldn't pick one, so you picked like <laughs> you three. Say? Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and Borderlands Three was one of those. Yeah. Sell me on Borderlands Three because like I, I played a lot of Borderlands. You yeah. know. Well, so I don't know that I can sell you on the game. I think that like I think that like it is it is more Borderlands, but like it just it is literally more of that. Yeah. Like, in terms of like consistency and increased volume of such. Um, but like, I don't know. I think Borderlands for me, um, what I've been, what I've been appreciating more and more about it. And like, I, I think I've, I've kind of, I've, I've been pretty critical of like the dated references that, that exist sure. within those games, which I mean, I mean, don't, don't write any jokes around memes when you're developing a video game because they, I promise you, they will not age well with the speed of the internet. I mean, yeah, but you know, you, you could, you could do it if the game's going to come out right. on time. Yeah. You know, 
Um, but, but like when you're in, in Alex Borderlands three six times, you know yeah. that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that like thematically though, overall, uh, Borderlands three like Borderlands as as like a franchise, like has a lot of shit that I like. Like yeah. it's got it's got uh, it's got anti capitalist anti corporate rhetoric check queer representation check positive POC representation check. Strong female characters, check. So it's that all this stuff. Um, I also like the way that they do their uh, their gun system. Like it's yeah, um, it's very much based off like World of Warcraft. Like as far as like the coloring and everything, but as far as they do their tiers of weapons and how you get them, I enjoyed. Yeah, I think Borderlands as like I did not really play, I did not play three, but I played one and two, and I feel like it's a, a game series where you're like it is not nearly as okay like fun to play if you're doing it by yourself. Like I, I don't, I don't know because like I, I, I think there is definitely something to be said about playing those games with other people. Like I've been, I've, I played through, I played through Borderlands three, like the campaign by myself, and then I played, yeah, I played through, I played through it again uh, with my wife, and and both times, like it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I think that like where the guns are concerned, um, it's interesting to watch, like how the advancement in the tech has changed over the decades since the first game came out and the way that those, because like I played Borderlands one and I couldn't tell you, uh, I couldn't tell one manufacturer from another cause they all, all the guns like share a similar aesthetic for the most part. Uh, whereas by in Borderlands two, they had distinguished, like they have like distinctive looks at this point. Right. Oh, well, like Borderlands Three, I I I don't know. I I really liked. Um, I kind of just really liked what they like what they did with the weapons. Because um, I remember in in pre sequel, the the my one good takeaway from pre sequel is that is that game has uh, laser weapons in it, which I could not for the life of me figure out why they were absent before. But um, yeah, like those like like having weapons with like different um different barrels so that the weapons behave differently uh it's really it's really fun and it keeps it keeps finding those uh weapons uh you know fun um like like, what's funny is i always call borderlands first person shooter diablo which it's not but it basically is right sure like uh and we've talked about in the past like well before borderlands 3 uh was this was uh, talked about you and I talked about it, and I said I'll play it if they do an armor system, right? You know, yeah. Uh, which of course they didn't, sure. Uh, but like to me, the difference, the biggest difference is that when I play Borderlands, and I haven't played three, right, right, but one, two pre sequel, uh, is that I feel like ninety percent of the guns I pick up are garbage. Yeah, so you know? like I think that with Borderlands three, um. Like it's a lot. There's the, a the, lot of the, guns. The thing with Borderlands, <laughs> the thing with Borderlands Three is that like the the weapons feel different in a way. Yeah. Like each weapon feels different. So like even weapons of a even different weapons in, within the same manufacturer, they lend themselves to different play styles just depending mm-hmm. on what you find. And that's you know like two assault rifles from the same manufacturer might behave differently, and it might just at that point. It's a matter of preference for you, right? Like, they sure. and depending on the game, it might also be uh, like your character. Because I know in the first one, uh, Siren Siren's power is extended to the bullets. 
yeah, so, and I think that the siren, like, the thing with sirens and elemental weapons has been consistent throughout uh, the series. But one of the, one of my favorite things about Borderlands 3 is now, because, like, in all the games, like, each character has has all their skill trees and you can spec them in a way that goes to your play style. But the, the, the thing about it, though, is in all three... And all three skill trees in the previous games, the action skill was essentially the same. Like with mm-hmm. like with Borderlands two, like with Borderlands two Siren, like she had three different skill trees, but her her action skill was always the phase lock, and it right. might have different properties, but it's still always that move, right? Right. Whereas each with this, each skill tree has its own action skill, so like, and they're all different from each other. Um, See, and, and that's so confusing, that right? Because like with the marketing of Borderlands Three, the action skill that they sh- chose to show me mm-hmm. was basically the phase lock. Just now, yeah. it had a hand. Yeah. Know? So like the phase, <laughs> so the phase lock is there, but then yeah. the siren also has a move where she'll like jump into the air and slam her fist into the ground and like do all this mm-hmm. damage around her. Ooh, the cool. superhero style. Yeah. Or like she has <laughs> she has this other move where like she'll like. Uh, like, cause I don't, I don't know if you saw the siren from Borderlands Three, but she has like all those hands, and like she can fire them off like as a projectile. Yeah. And so that's cool. And so, and each and each character has like different ways to like play them. So like each character can be can be played differently. So, um, and it, and it's really neat to it was really neat to kind of like respect and you know experiment with different play styles. Yeah. Um, but they've also the interesting thing about it though is they've also kind of taken the sort of um I don't know if I would I guess it's it's a live game now. So it's got like events and sh- it's got like seasonal events mm. and shit in it. Like they had mm-hmm. a they have a Valentine's Day event. Oh um, good. And they had a uh they had a Halloween event and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um but I don't know. I I've I've found that um I found that the things that they added to the game, like all the all the quality of life stuff that they've added to the game, like has really made it. It's made it like very replayable for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. And they've like there's 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 raids now, and like they have this um, they have this like cooperative battle royale mode, whereas it's a it's a battle royale in that they drop you into a map and then there's a circle that closes in behind you and you have sure. to you have to procure your own equipment. I'm pretty sure one of the earlier Borderlands did something similar. I don't know. I don't like know. One of the DLCs I feel like was something oh, similar. I think you're thinking of like Mad Moxie's Underdome from yep. Borderlands 1. But like in this like you can't like they they take away your action skills and you kind of just have to like make do with whatever weapons you find. And then you kill, yeah. you kill a boss at the end, but like as you're going along, like there's weapons. Like if you find a weapon that you like, then you go up to like this machine and you extract it, and it goes into your main game. So um, mm. overall, I don't know. I think that like I think that when I look at when I think at when I think about shooters and like when I think about when I start where I started, where I was like, I don't care what this game's about. I just want to shoot motherfuckers in it. Yeah. Whereas now, like I'm actually thinking about like what the game is thematically like that's kind of like um with a uh, shadow warrior right whereas like i was like man this game is real cool with the with the sword and the guns and shit but i really don't care for that racist caricature of the main that the main character is so i'm kind of out yeah i mean that's a, that's such a weird thing right yeah. like we talk about how you know duke nukem has aged yeah 
and how Lo Wang has aged, and yeah. like that doesn't make me like those old games any less. Like I've recently beat Duke Nukem 3D again, you know? <clears throat> yeah. And like, yeah, that game's got some problems. They yeah. probably wouldn't release that today. Yeah. But uh... but I also think that that's kind of also not like that. It makes it okay, but like I mean. I'm not saying it gets I, a pass. I, yeah, I, but I mean, uh, like, I mean, I definitely have enjoyed like the times that I've played Duke Nukem. But I think if in 2021 they made essentially a Duke Nukem type of guy in a, like a brand new franchise and like all this or another Leisure Suit Larry, <clears throat> I I definitely like raise an eyebrow and be like, I'm not gonna play that game. Yeah. Meanwhile, well, like you'll be happy to know they made a new Leisure Suit Larry like last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about like not the ones in the franchise, like brand yeah. new characters. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, not no, I get pass, what you're saying, but it's also, but it's also like I like I, because I have because I have nostalgia. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting up with it. Yeah. Right. Like, there wasn't any nostalgia. Exactly. No, sir. Well, like, exactly. <laughs> and you know, what's funny is like of the of the trifecta, right? Uh, Duke Nukem 3D, Blood, and Shadow Warrior, like. Shadow Warrior is the one that probably got some of the most flack back in the day. Yeah. Just because it is horror themed, you know? Yeah. But like it's probably the least offensive of those three games today. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and like yeah, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I was some like some woke eleven year old because I absolutely yeah, was no. not. But I loved tipping the strippers when yeah. I was a kid. Like, you know? I, like I had oh, I had infinite twenty dollar bills, of course. Yeah. Just let me see them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, but like yeah. I, at the same time, like you know, I especially with like new games in the like new games in one of these franchises, I, like to play them, I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> like yeah. it's just it's it kind of man. I w- I want them to make a new blood so bad. That would be so good. Um, um there's a difference between eleven year old Ryan who probably was a virgin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And not careful now. Not seeing strippers that often. And you know, Ryan in his thirties, who has seen strippers and could give strippers in real life twenty dollars bills, but knows that that comes out of your pocket, and like it's not that fun. I think there's just a massive difference in life experience. Look, listen, I'm 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 a huge advocate for sex work, and I think that sex workers are absolutely valid. However, uh, yeah. I, I'm not even talking. That's not even what bothers me about Duke, you know. But no, like, but, but I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, but that twenty dollars is coming out of your pocket now. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. But like at the same time, I just don't. <laughs> One, I'm sure my wife would not enjoy me taking money out of our bank account to give to strippers. And two, <laughs> I mean, not. I mean, what if she was there? She wouldn't be there. <laughs> she cannot That's... be there. What she, she wants to tip the stripper. I don't know. I just, it, but you're, also, you're gonna keep her from this. Also, like, like I'm in my, I'm like I'm in my 30s now, right? And that stuff, that sort of thing, just like it seems so, uh, it seems so, like just juvenile because you're a grown adult. Yeah, but like at the same time, like that game was made for adults at the time, right? And so, I mean, no, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, well, it like had it was a it, higher rating, okay, you know, because okay. of the ESRB, but like, it I just, was not I just, made I just feel like, I feel like, again, okay, 
I maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't like I didn't work at 3D Realms back in 1995, but I just think that I assume I would assume based on the subject matter that this was geared toward an older audience. I just don't think that they were trying to get ten year olds to play this game. Well, maybe they were, and and a ten year old ten year old Ryan absolutely 10, did. 14. 14 for it, sure. You know that's that's exactly how uh, you know acclaim they weren't trying to get kids to play Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Of course not. But I but okay. Yeah. I, I, I see. I see your point. I see your. I see your point. But uh, I mean, uh, I mean, like Leisure Suit Larry, you can defend at least because at least those games gave you trivia that only adults would know. Yeah. If you wanted to be able to play the game, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like, man, it's funny because like I just imagine because you because you you, mentioned, you can't do that now. Well, yeah, yeah because like they're just like I'll just Google it on the smartphone my parents bought me and <laughs> like I like I'm in baby, but. Uh, I don't know. It also, like, it's just. Well, you mentioned that a Leisure Suit Larry game came out last year, and yeah, last year or the year before. Like, this is a brand new Leisure Suit Larry game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, to Leisure Suit Lawrence. Sure. We're now in the 2020s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to imagine like what a 21st, like a a 21st century Leisure Suit Larry is like, and it just. All right. So I think I'm gonna buy that game. I, I, I could be wrong, but I now. think there was fuck. actually like some commentary on how like he was no longer appropriate in yeah. the game. So he was like, but I, I could be wrong. Like, I could be wrong. Like he was walking around getting me too'd all over the place, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that is that a verb that we can use now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd say. But so. um. But, I but yeah, uh, first person shooters. Leisure Suit Larry is not that. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, oh, it shouldn't be. I know. I I feel like if it were, it would be incredibly gross. Awesome. Gross. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Gross. yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gross. You didn't, I, I don't know if you saw my face when I said that, but oh. <laughs> um. Did you have any uh, closing thoughts on first-person shooters, or at least this conversation about them? No, not really. Just like I feel like there's something out there for everybody right now. If you look for it, so go look for it. Is it F- FPS? Uh, FPS Renaissance. It really is. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't played Blood, go play Blood because Fresh Supply works real good now. It didn't used to, but now it does. Uh, don't play Leisure Suit Larry. I mean, or do. I mean. Also, if you yeah, like Borderlands, Blood's fucking ancient and there's two player, co- there's co op. There you go. Campaign, you know? There you go. So basically, yeah. Blood is the precursor to Borderlands, is what he's saying. Yeah, no, it's I'm the not pre- saying. <laughs> so you heard him say it. You heard it here first. Tom said that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> due to my, uh, I don't have any closing thoughts besides uh, I am not good at first-person shooters, but I do enjoy some. Play Titanfall um, Two. Titanfall Two was good. Yeah. I played. I liked it. I didn't think it was. Here's the thing. Everybody talked about Titanfall 2 like it was this amazing game. I'm like, I loved it. I had a lot of fun with it, right? The little level where it's like building the houses, I thought that was super cool. You know? 
But like, I can't even tell you what that game's about. We don't need to worry about what it's about, baby. Play the multiplayer. <laughs> you know, okay. Play the multiplayer be- and drop those fucking Titans. Live in that game. Yeah. Live in that game. Yeah. No, but people people specifically talk about Titanfall 2 because of the campaign. Yeah, but what you should be talking about is how badass it is to be losing a firefight and, and, and have that Titan drop down. You jump in that some bitch. There's nothing like it, man. They you know, hot take here. That hot take fine. here. But like, I like the first person shooter stuff in Titanfall. Okay. Right? Okay. But the mech stuff, uh huh. I like talking better. Get the fuck out! Actually, I don't, re- I don't, I don't, I don't remember Hawken well enough to have an opinion on it because I played it like once, like yeah. five I years think, ago. Uh, also, I was thinking about Titanfall One, not Titanfall Two. So, ooh, I never um, played Titanfall One. But, yeah. but I, I, I like maybe I like mechs. So, um, no. text yeah. mechs. But um, but um, for listeners of our show, um, due to my schedule changing for work stuff we Way are switching go. up carl i got a promotion and i'm making more money now i'm sorry it's what a fucking I sell out a, yeah corpo chanay sell out that two dollars extra an hour really worth it um <laughs> i mean i'll give you two dollars an hour when we do the show sure that's so not like, well. I mean, not, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, now I guess we, you know, we know your price now. Everybody's got their yeah. price. Shade's is two dollars an hour, so well, damn, I'm doing 40 hours a week, so <laughs> yeah. um, that's 80 dollars. So 80 dollars is my price point. Um, that's really depressing. <laughs> You're okay, but uh, but yeah, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I just had I just had like a realization about my life. Uh, <laughs> you're about to be a homeowner, dude. Real. Yeah, you're about to be a homeowner. Uh, no, I mean, so. no, I'm not a homeowner because like that, and house is a bust. Oh. But um. But uh. Womp womp. God, my brain. Anyways, uh, so because of my new schedule, we are going to be switching up our podcast schedule. We're now going to be bi-weekly. Um, every other Wednesday is going to be when we're recording. We'll probably put the episode up pretty shortly after that. Um, please don't, please don't hate me for it. Um, I'll, I'm going to be recording some new content for the channel, though. So we haven't really done anything besides just the podcast for a yeah. while. But I'll probably have at least like some let's plays and stuff going up soon. Yeah, do a let's yeah, play. Do a let's then... play of that game that you were talking about with the. The void, void was it called void, void something? Post void, post void, yeah. Yeah, I've also been wanting to talk to y'all about some stuff too. I don't want to say on the show because there's plenty of things I've said I'm going to do on the show and then I end up not doing. So anything you can say to me, you can say to them. Yeah, there are no there are no secrets here except for the ones that are uttered after I push this stop button. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, yeah, like it's the FPS Renaissance. Play some games. Um, you can find us on most podcast apps. We're on YouTube. We got a Discord. Um, we got an Instagram. And um, bye, guys. Bye.